Do you love American music? Have you ever heard of The Turkey Fought Back, Twerking with a Twang, or A Song About Us? Tonight is your radio is now sponsored by UncleRyanO.com. You can check out all of these incredible international hits and grab some phenomenal merch at www.UncleRyanO.com. They have gear for the entire family. T-shirts, hoodies, koozies, travel mugs, mouse pads, and so much more. That's www.UncleRyanO.com. Tell them Denia Jor sent you. Yo, 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 what's good, what's good? It's your boy, Steve Bars. You're tuned into the Nizor Radio. Get tuned in real quick. Ready to turn up. Hello, Steve Bars. Welcome to the Nizor Radio. How are you? I'm great, I'm great. How about yourself? I am phenomenal. So um, I got to connect with the phenomenal Steve Bars through the fam, Keisha Dennis of Upskill Tax Professionals. So how did you originally connect with Keisha? Yo, shout out to Big Keisha. Um, it's a it's a wild, uh, random <laughs> connection, to be truthful. Um, I wound up getting on Clubhouse a few years back, just promoting my brand, just trying to see who I could connect with on there. And um, I found myself in a weird space on Clubhouse, because if, um, mm-hmm. if you've never been <laughs> on Clubhouse, uh, there's a lot of ways to get lost on there, so... <laughs> Like my first, uh, my first twelve to twenty-four hours on there was like, uh, maybe this isn't it. So I found mm-hmm. out I could create my own room. So ah, I gotcha. Yep. So once I did that, I, um, I just put out a title, Productive Smokers Club, just to see who would type in, ta- uh, tap in, and chime in or whatever. And within the first like three hours or so, Keisha, along with a few others, that came in and been consistent. And the beauty in that was, at that time, I was looking for a financial advisor. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, because along with being an artist, I'm an entrepreneur as well. So I I had been going through financial issues as far as, like, you know, making a lot of money and not being able to keep it all, you know what I mean? Or see the fruits from my labors. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. something I had enough. Right, like the math ain't nothing. You know what I mean? So... And this time, I'm just like, you know, I got to find a financial advisor. I'm figuring out how to go about it. And I'm just chatting. I'm just chatting on Clubhouse, just just chopping it up, just building with folks. And then here she comes. Hey, I do taxes. I'm a financial advisor, blah, blah, blah. And um, really, like, it was deeper than that, of course. You know what I mean? But that was the bleeping, the bleeping headlight. So from there, um, I, I hired her as my tax professional. I was like, look, I, I need my taxes done. I right. need to learn a little bit. And from there, we wound up learning a lot from each other as far as like about each other. And she was just like, you know what? You would be really good in this field. So it went from being a clubhouse homie to being my tax professional to now that's big homie. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, she got me working with upscale tax professionals as well. So, um, yeah, that's that's our relationship. That's uh, how I got to meet Miss Keisha Dennis. I love it. I love it. So how did you originally get into music? So I want to say probably when I was like five or six, mm-hmm. um, I used to go to choir rehearsal with my grandmother. 
and um, I, I can't remember his name. Um, I want to say it's Herschel Walker we did a recording with, mm-hmm. like my earliest, earliest ages. Like we just wanted to, I just did some, me and my brother did some background singer for him and a couple other kids or whatever. So that kind of like got my interest peaked or whatever, but throughout my whole life, I've always been surrounded around music, affected by it. And um, I probably, I started rapping when I was like 13, but before mm-hmm. that I, was, I had an interest in piano, drums, um, played the saxophone at 12. So I've always been involved in music, always loved it. I love that. You know, I think people don't understand that like when you are a lyricist, you still need to be involved in other music because that's how you make your song sound different. That's how you can have the conversation with the producer to say, nah, this piano don't sound right. This guitar doesn't sound right. Are you, that's, you can tell the, a true musician can tell the difference between a live guitar and an electric, electronic yeah, guitar, yeah. right? Uh, a, true, a true musician can tell the difference between live drums and that's a drum pad. So you, you know, and so when you are an artist, you want to have some kind of music knowledge so that you can have the conversation like, no, that doesn't sound like like it's live. If you can make it sound more real, that'd be great. Or if you can find somebody that can do it, you know, for an affordable price, that'd be awesome. But yep. if you want something live, you want that to be done, um, you can have that argument because you can be like, I can like, no, I can tell this isn't what I had for. No, literally, literally, it's um, it's like a chef in their palate. You know what I mean? Like they could taste the plate. And break down everything in it. You know what I mean? They can tell what, what ingredients was used, how long what was cooked. So like me being around different instruments, different forms of music, even on the digital side, um, I'm able to pick up on things and it helps me with my craft. You know what I mean? When right. I'm picking beats for myself or when I'm doing sound checks at the at the shows before I perform and stuff like that. So it's definitely a, a difference between I feel um rappers and musicians you know what i mean that's yes. why i always always big myself up on being an artist because it's a little bit different right. so how did you get the name c bars oh man <laughs> wait <laughs> um, the way that you signed because <laughs> man like it, it, it's weird it's it's weird right so earlier on i wasn't allowed to like really rap in the cyphers with my homies like i'm, I'm very good at beatboxing so they was gotcha. like one they was like, yo, we need you for the beatbox. And two, they just kept it real. They was like, yo, your, your bars ain't up yet. You know what I'm saying? You're not, you're not there with us yet. You know what I'm saying? So low key, it was like, you know, I used to just by myself endless nights and mornings practice just out of nowhere. Randomly, people think I'm just talking to myself, but I'm just going over lines in my head. And um, one particular day, I'm sitting there in my room and I had the Beatles and Jimi Hendrix on. And I would freestyle over the beat breaks. In, in their records, <clears throat> like the intros and the the out the outros to their songs and the intermission. Mm-hmm. So I would, wherever I could catch a good long beat. To, and if you know anything about old music, their songs were really long back in the day. Yep. And even I like word to Isaac Hayes, they have extensive <laughs> like sections of the song where it's just mm-hmm. instrumentation. There's no lyrics. So right. I would I would get funky in those parts. And one day I'm sitting there and I'm, I am I don't even know how long I was doing it for. Like I said, it was like Beatles, Jimi Hendrix, just in that rotation that day. And my cousin came knocking on the door. He was like, yo, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. He's like, yeah, I hear you in here. He's like, yo, are you talking to somebody or something? I'm like, nah, I'm cool. So I told him what I was doing. 
He was like, nah, you wasn't rapping over that, bro. You tripping. Like, no, nah, you wasn't doing that. So what he did was he put me through a Russian roulette. He just started picking instrumentals out of nowhere. And we got to I Really Mean It by Dipset. And I didn't realize he did it. But he was like, yo, I looped that beat like four times. Like, I, I had that jump replay like four times. And you didn't stop, not once. Didn't pause to take a breath. Didn't pause to take a break. Not wow. Nothing. And it was songs that was played before he did that. So he was just like, what, what do you call yourself? Like, I don't know, bro. I don't got no name. Like, you know, I was into other things at that time in life, too. So right. Like, coming up with gimmick names and stuff, I was just like, bro, I, I'm not into that. Like, what? Like, I'm just me, bro. It's just It is what it is. He was like, yeah, I see bars, yo. When I see you, yo, I see bars. Oh, yo. nice. And ironically enough, my first name is Chris. So. Right. I was like, hmm. That's pretty tough, yo. That, you know, that's that's pretty decent right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I like that. And then, as as I grew into my artistry, I became why well, I started going around other people, and they was like, "Yo, like you got bars, bro. What's you, what's your name? Bars?" And they were like, "Yo, nah, like nah, like really, my name is Bars. It just it just fits." So. That's how I got the name C Bars. <laughs> I love it. And C Bars is my guest turn tonight, as sure. Radio. So, um, what was the very first song that you ever wrote? The very first song I ever wrote? Um, hmm. There was my first album I did, Soon You'll Understand. And I want to say the first song off that album I wrote was... It may have been whirlwind. Okay. Mm. That's the tricky question because that's the other thing. I barely write. So gotcha. even a uh, shout out to my cousin Berner, who actually um got me into the studio, who made a way for me to record, who gave me some structure to my right. artistry. When I first started, like I said, I was just off the top of my head, off the top of my head. Right. And he made me start writing. So the funny thing about it is probably like the first three albums I ever did, it was I'd spit it, then I'd go back and write it later just mm -hmm. so I could practice it and get it down to bar structure and everything else. Because right. due to my my history in music, I never really counted my bars at first as far as structure. Like it was just automatic where I would end the bar, start, end the bar, start, yeah, where a lot of people struggle struggle with that. Right. It was easy for me. So the writing part became difficult because I, I felt constricted in the writing at first. Right. So now I can, you know, I'm I'm, um, I'm ambidextrous with it. I can go either way. But yeah, the first, the, I know the first album I wrote was Soon You'll Understand. And I want to say it was Whirlwind, the very first song that I wrote. Every Everything I ever did before that was just off the top of my head. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So what was that song about? So Whirlwind was pretty much just about living in a world of chaos, drama, and making the best decisions that you can. You know, um, it's, it's, a, it's a song describing me at that time, what I was going through as far as like, you know, I'm up one day and then I get knocked back on my tail the next. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
And I still got to keep pushing. I still got to make moves. I still got to make decisions for people myself. And, um, you know, from the outside in, um, it's like, what, what, what is going on with this dude? You could, you could, you could think anything, you know what I mean? Right. But it's really a whirlwind that I'm going through. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, uh, it was, uh, um, it was a song just talking about like me releasing my depression, my, my anger on certain things, you know what I mean? And still having to live in the world that I'm in today. You know what I mean? Right. What has been one of the main what has been one of the main obstacles that you've had to overcome as an artist? Mm. Being an artist and an entrepreneur is kind of like difficult because <clears throat> the entrepreneur side would have made it a lot easier for me to excel, quote unquote. Right. In the music industry, because you think of everything just straight business when you when you're mm-hmm. on the entrepreneur level, like everything is just business, 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 business. But being an artist, that constricts your creativity. Because mm-hmm. a lot of things that you want to do or you feel you're most passionate about don't sell. Or let me rephrase that. When I started doing music, that was the montage. Like you had a strict formula to follow and if you wasn't along that formula that you had to have either somebody with big pockets supporting you or some enormous connections that won't falter on you. So for those who don't understand who's like, like just turning in, don't really know about music and how it works when it comes to the back end. Can you kind of explain what the, what the quote unquote formula that you're initially expect, um, expected to follow Yes, ma'am. Like I tell, I tell all my younger artists, everybody that's getting into the fields, like it is called the music business. The biggest part of it is the business. So the formula is simple yet complex. So it's like you have to have money. Let's just let's just be real. If you want to, if you want to go amongst the perfect formula to have, you got to have money. You got to have connections. And you have to have content. Now, those three things, you know, can seem, you know, easy enough. Like if you if you really want to thrive, it really is about building relationships. Yes. And that's the biggest thing. I yes. think a lot of people forget that piece. Like that's so important. And, and it's not just about liking things, commenting and sharing, which is incredibly important. But like, comment, share. When your friend has a show, go to it if you can. Support. If your friend shows online, buy the ticket online and attend it that way. Like the that's the biggest thing that I think that we struggle with as um as a generation now, right? Yeah. The kids don't understand the importance of going to concerts and like just going to concerts to go. You know, you want to stream the whole thing, and it's like I get it, but then the same token, you'd be very careful because the artist that you're going to worked incredibly yes. hard on the show. They had their own people that are typically filming because they want to look a certain way. And mm-hmm. if you're up here just like, you know, jumping up and down and shaking around or whatever, and then it's like, you've already ruined the surprise. So be very cautious. There, there are some shows that obviously you can stream at, but if they tell you don't do it, don't do it out of respect for the artists that you say you love because they're doing it because they want to be able to sell that product later and as much as many hours that you don't see that they put into this work, 
that's just making this amazing show for you. That's months and months and sometimes years worth of work in order to be able to get that product. So they want to be able to sell it. And as they should, because shoot. (laughs) I'm telling you, like, nobody understands, like, you know, what it takes to actually create this stuff. You know what I mean? They don't. They they don't because because the, the problem is that we have too many people now that see the actor. They don't see the hours in the studio, the, you know, like, like you were saying, you know, um, going over your songs several times to make sure that they sound crisp when you walk in. Like, my biggest pet peeve when it comes to artists, your studio session is not your party. Nope. Your studio, unless it is in your home or in your friend's home and you guys are chilling and like, hey, let's go make a record. That's one thing. When you go to the studio and you're paying for studio time and you invite other people to come with you to to work at the studio, it's working. You might have a couple, you might have a, a, a couple, like a couple minutes, you know, to might might have a little bit of a drink, have a little bit of food, but outside of that, you're working. It's not your place to bring your whole crew mm-hmm. and just chill at the studio. That's not how this works. No. Because that's what Westwood waste so much time. And energy and drain their co-creators. Every time, every time. You say I want to collab, but then when the person comes to collab, they're sitting up there and they're waiting for you to finish whatever drink, smoke, whatever conversation that you're doing with your boys over here. This, this, and that. As opposed yeah. to get into the mic, like they're ready to jump in, and you're and they're sitting there like, okay, we're going to the song yet? Like, what's happening? Like, what? What do you mean it's not written yet? Like, we need to write the song and do this and do that. Like. That wasn't the kind of supposed to come and sing every day. Nah, for me, it's I, I gotta be in there like dolo. Like I like going to the studio even by myself, or like with one or two close homies. Like you know what I mean. And for the most part, they around just to you know what I'm saying. Bounce off perspectives. Like yeah, you can tweak that verse a little bit better, or like you can project over here a little bit better. Like you know. Oh wait, your friends actually tell you when something's wrong so they don't come up with a crappy track when it's done. Oh yeah, I, I keep those type of homies around. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like, yes. I don't like, you know what I mean. I don't like the people that's just gonna be like, oh, that don't sound hard. That don't sound nah. Like, tell me the truth, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what's man, artist, please listen to the situation because I think <laughs> what people don't understand is get them yes people from around you quick. Yeah, facts, facts. Like, whole career. I mean, and and don't get it twisted. Like when I'm in the studio, like. I'm blazing up, like I'm always smoking. You know what I'm saying? But like some people don't know how to distinct, don't know how to um, don't know how to, to separate the vibe from the party. See, like the vibe is like what I need to feel comfortable. What I what I need to meditate to feel like all right, just a drink. You know what I'm saying? I, I can I can rock. As opposed to the party is like yo, you really didn't get but one song done if you got that eight done. hours. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You got a whole bunch of people in there just drinking, smoking, turning up. It's like, nah, that's album release party vibes. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly. that's that's private listening session vibes. But like when you in there to work, you gotta work. And I don't think, you know, a lot of new artists or people coming into the uh to the craft in general, especially younger ones, understand like, yo, you have to have some type of work ethic, yo. Like yep. it's not just all fun and games, it's not just all turn up, turn up, turn up, like. You got to you you got to get to that part. You got to get there. You know what I mean? But even with the quote turn up, turn up, turn up. Let's be very clear: the cars, the houses, the jewelry is rented. That y'all see. 
Yo, a lot of times, more than time, more <laughs> like, times, this, this, not, this is not their style. This is what they're they're they're, they're, it, they're coming in, they're playing with it, and they're going right back home. And, and, right back and, 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 and like on some on on like you know deeper facts. Let's just say for some of those people that it is real. You know what I'm saying? Like they really did go out and buy this shit. It's stupid. It's very dumb. And like this is what you know, me and Keisha. Um, where where Keisha comes in at, you know what I mean? And bro, like I be trying to tell people all the time, like you have to be smart with your money. Like being an artist, we don't have regular nine to fives. We don't. Most right. of us don't. You know what I'm saying? We don't have no solid backup until you learn. Like, all right, I got to develop another craft or something. So when you get a big bag and you go blow it on these cars, you go blow it on this jewelry, which is the most of the time. You you gotta you gotta set yourself up for for some type of bounce back because if you don't, that album don't hit the way it's supposed to. Those exactly. tours, which is where your real money come in at, those tours don't fall fall together the way they're supposed to. You're gonna be hurting. Yeah. You're gonna be hurting. You're gonna be lost, man. So it's like, do not fall into the facade. Like stick to your business. Stick to your plan. Exactly. Stick to your script. Exactly. You know, and it's like, I say that's to say it. Like he wasn't there trying to attain. All the stuff that people, these people don't even own for the most part, and the ones that do, you might see it occasionally, but they're not flashing it. They're not doing the money phone, which is absolutely insane to me. I never understood that mess. They're not, you know, they're not flashing every single car that they that they have. You might see it occasionally, like you might see it like on a curbs or something, but it, even then, it's rare, right? Um, you know, like I I went to Tiffany's when I was in New York. And they went down the list of like who wore this diamond and and, and brought it back. <laughs> yeah, like like no no nobody owns this. We lend it out so people can look it on the on the red carpet and then they come to get back home. Yeah, that's like when like, you get around rich and famous people. Oscars and all that. That's what Trump did. Mm-mm. When you when you get around real wealthy people, right? nope, it's not like they don't buy <laughs> that stuff. They. They know the real cost of it. They know the real worth of it. They know that it's not it's not important. So, yeah, they know what what it leads to when you wear it, when you show that stuff off. But no, nah, a lot of that stuff is rented, worn one time, given right back. You know what I mean? Promotional items. But we, you know, until you reach a certain level of people, I'll say that because most of us are still in the neighborhood. Once you start going around real famous people, real wealthy people, because there's different levels to them too. Yes, you'll yes. start to see, you'll start to understand, like, oh, all right, that this was a facade. This is how you're really supposed to move. Exactly. Because people that have real money, you wouldn't know because they are quiet. They usually have a very uh, very basic car. They have a car they have, that, that you see, like, they have one car they used to go out, right? Yeah. They want to fancy or whatever, but, or, or, they'll have a, or they have a driver. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's there's this huge facade especially social media, because now you can change out backgrounds and all that kind of stuff. People be acting like they're on, on vacation and all this, is in, which is insane. But a lot of people do do this. Um, you know, and it's all just for the look, as opposed to just living life and working for it. That's the thing about right. it. Because you can, yes, can you go on all these different vacations? Absolutely. There are ways to save up and do it right. You know, but don't, you know, when it comes, I say the same thing when it comes to holidays every year. Don't go broke to figure out what happens. Like, don't go broke over the holidays to figure out what's going to happen in January. What, what, what sense does that make? 
tell your children, um, if, if you want to tell them about Santa, and be like, well, Santa on a budget. <laughs> or if you want to be honest and be like, look, the little white man on the North Pole, he ain't doing this. We're the ones taking care of this. If you want to play home, that's fine. But but um, <laughs> I'm going to need you to understand that you can't get everything that you want this year. Nope. You can, reach, you can stretch it out, do whatever. But have reasonable like that's what I was about to pass through this thing. Have have something reasonable that we can afford. We're we're not gonna go broke trying to get you stuff. That's not that's not it. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. And people think that kids can't understand money. They do understand understand the word no. They understand we we just don't have it right now. You can't give your children every single thing that they want because they won't know how to work for it. Nope. Nope, gotta teach them discipline, gotta teach them the, the real facts of life, you know what I mean? And then also with that, gotta teach them how to spend money, how to make money. Like these are all things that me and Keisha and go through, uh will go over with ours all the time. So yeah. like, you know what I mean? Definitely trying to uh change the narrative for our culture at least, you know what I mean? Financial literacy is the way. Oh definitely, because that's not that's the one thing that we did not get in school at not all. Again. Not at all. <laughs> like, you know. But what's so funny is that we didn't get financial literacy in school, but as soon as most people got to college, they got all the credit cards in the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's the craziest time. That's that's when you need it the most. As soon as you need a house, that's when that's when all of these offers for credit and things come to hit you. And if and if you use it properly, it could set you up great for the rest of your life. But if you don't, and you in trouble. <laughs> you in big that, trouble. So that's where the whole financial literacy comes in. Like most yeah. kids, most kids, are like, oh, you gave me three thousand dollars to do X, Y, Z. Got it. Boom. Forget they have to pay it back. That part. That's the problem. That's the problem. Is that because they're not getting the financial literacy, they get this plastic. Like, wait, I got. I don't have to pay for it. Not pay for it. I can pay for it later. I'll, I'll <laughs> it later. And then you get all these fees upon fees upon fees. Because they didn't have to, because they didn't have to put a cash out right now, right? So now they're like, "Oh, this plastic gonna save me, whatever." And then they get that bill, and they're like, "Oh, I forgot about all that stuff." Please, now your credit's messed up because you were just on a shopping spree, thinking you you was gonna pay it back whenever, and not understanding how all of that works. Yeah, but you know, like I said, we have so many myths when it comes to money. Money is the root of all evil, which you have to stop telling people that because it's not that's not exactly how it works. Nope. But it, it depends in, in the wrong hands, it can be obviously. It but depends that's what you do with the money. Having that mentality is what's keeping people broke, period. Yep. That's what they tell all of us to keep us broke. But like you said, it depends <laughs> on what you do with the money. You know what I mean? That's what makes it evil. Yeah. You know, if you're using your money to to help people, if you're using your money to you know, grow and thrive, that's one thing. When you're using the money to harm people is where the problem comes in. That's exactly right. You know, it just I think, and when it comes to the music game, I think rappers get a bad rap because of the fact of what the media portrays rappers to be. Now, now, mind you, if you had, if people started listening to hip-hop back in the 70s, 80s, it was all about Black empowerment. It was all about 
growing and thriving and not taking abuse from authority figures mm-hmm. and speaking up for yourself. Yeah, that's this, honestly that enough. <laughs> that's because that message isn't profitable apparently. No, nah, I mean it's it's not in the mainstream way, but that's why I love artists like L.A. Russell, um, J. Cole. Yes. Like they make it known, like, bro, I'm not about to be with the flashy mm-hmm. jig. You know I'm not about to do all that. Right. But exactly. They also showed it that yo, you can make a bag off this. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all about how you how you maneuver in this in this new wave in this new area of life. Exactly. So, for me, um, keeping that in mind, like you know, people be like, yo, you're a conscious rapper. For me, it's just like. I just speak what I live, what I know, you know what I'm saying? And also I'm not about to, um, I don't want to mislead nobody down, down the wrong path. So talking about all that, that, that crazy stuff for me, it was never, um, good to glorify it. No way. If that you know, part, if you look at all these artists that's going through legal troubles, you know, it's called statute of limitations for a reason. Ooh, so, <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, hold on. <laughs> and that's, and this is the, the one thing that I will say, cause people are like, Oh, you know, it's, it's about the artistry. The artistry. I was like, it's not about the artistry if you actually did it. And you're confessing. Man. Okay. Like, so, it's, no, it's no longer art if you've done it, you told people about it, and then you went on tape and gave them a full confession with, and then all, all the, the FBI, CIA, whoever has to do with play your album to see where you did it, who you did it with, how many times you did it, what car you used, what gun you used. Man, it's crazy because... You can't get mad because they're taking your evidence. They they bought your album. Crazy. Well, you can't say it, and, and, but you've already said this to multiple people. That's why you have witnesses that can confirm what was said on your album. That's yeah. why you're in jail. It's a, it's a, tricky, it's a tricky thing, man. And um, I was in a recent situation to where though, like, I, I took a break from doing my music for a couple of years because I had to get some things in order due to uh, my grandmother passing, but the mm-hmm. timing of her passing was just perfect in a sense because I was right. on tour with Young Thug. So, um, uh, oh my goodness, yeah, so you are you know, right here, <laughs> right? So, thank God I was moving, me and my brother Pluto Hendrix, we was moving how we were supposed to move. You know, it was only every time we went down there, every time we was on the show, it was perform, hit the studio, go home and leave and leave. That's it. You know, it was never no extracurriculars, nothing, nothing wild. And um, even to t- even the testament on Thug, you know, what I'm saying like times I've been around them, times that, you know, we've moved around with each other. Um, he was never on that type of stuff, like never, never on that type of time. So it was like. You know, to see the charges that come up, to see, you know, the things that they were bringing up. A lot of that stuff was, like, prior to his music life. You know what I mean? Like, prior to him getting on. So I tell everybody, it's like, yo, like, you have to watch how you maneuver, yo. Like, mm-hmm. they will dig up the most deepest of dirt on you, bruh. And yeah, a lot of times it's you who caused that to come on you because... You won't let go of this lifestyle. You won't let go of this image. You won't let go of mm. this uh, facade, so to speak. 
and living on both sides of the spectrum, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. You know, there's an ignorance with it because in that lifestyle, you think to every day your last day anyway. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you know what I'm saying? You coming up off a whole different program than what most people are came, came up off of. Like, right. that's where we get to talking about those intangibles. And sometimes talent don't get you there. Sometimes knowing who you need to know or having a bag will get you there, but you're not ready mentally to be there, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or maybe you are talented enough to be there, but your mental either way ain't ain't it, you know what I'm saying? You didn't get there right. off your talent. You got there off of, off of something else. And Look, it's pretty strong, real talk. You know and, and that's the thing, it's like, you have to be very careful how you get in. Like, be very, very careful well, of, you know, because that can come back to bite you real quick. Man, what well, I had plenty of different opportunities to, um to be there, to be in the light, you know what I mean, so to speak. Just not it, you know what I'm saying? Whether the deals wasn't right or the, the entourage they wanted me around wasn't cool or just, like, it just wasn't time. Like, this last, yeah. like I said, I was just in the Young Thug situation. And honestly enough, that situation was one of the coolest situations I've ever been in. And not, not mm -hmm. just about the people I was around, just how the business side was structured. And Matt, you know, mm. shout out to Thug and um and YSL, um, the label side, because they were really, you know, giving opportunities to other artists, you know what I'm saying? Giving opportunities wow. to other labels um the right way. You know what I'm saying? And a lot yes. of people don't a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't don't know how some of these artists that um you know, seem like they out of pocket, like they out of their mind. They really not. They solid. They they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They know how to move. They know how to get this stuff together. And um, I tell everybody, do not be fooled behind the smokes and mirrors, the smoke and mirrors, man. Like it ain't it. You know what I'm saying? It ain't it at all. You're gonna have some people that seem like they got it all together and don't got no motion at all. And you got some people that you'll come across and be like, damn, I would have never even thought to talk to you for real, for real, let alone do it and work with you. So you know, just I tell oh, well, definitely, you know, and I'm and I'm you never know what you're gonna find out here tonight on the radio, you know. Um, because I think the the biggest thing when it comes to, to that case, I, I'm glad that you can attest to the fact that um, you know, being around him that the structure yeah. was a beautiful thing and the fact that he was supporting other artists. So that's great to hear. That's one that you have you don't really get to here is the, the more human side of the situation when that happens, right? And this is the problem that we have when our, with our criminal justice system to begin with, is that whenever something happens, they always they they always make everything out to be um, just the most horrible thing in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, everybody has has their things they've done in a previous life. You know, but this again, this is why be very careful of what you do, what you say, and again, I go back to what you put on in your music, because yes, you tell a story that was past tense. However, comma, now statute of limitations comes in. They're like, wait, we were looking for that person, and now we have the evidence because it's on record. Yeah. You just gotta be careful of what you say on, on your album. That's it. Yeah, especially with cold case files, everything else is like, man. Yeah. Listen, I, honestly enough, like 
I I couldn't even find myself in a in a in a space of glorifying that lifestyle um at all because I everything that I ever done that I ever had to do was to get out of that lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? So exactly that you know I mean? yeah, right, so and that's from this conception too. Like you know, out you go into like the, these different environments and you see these young kids, young Caucasian kids, like like blasting the music, having no clue what actually happened, having no clue what happened in that neighborhood to get people to that point. Because what I think people have have this misconception of is that, yo, if if you're an African-American community and the whole thing is all quote-unquote hood and yada, 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 not understanding what it took and how redlining works, not understanding how um, how, how the school system, how the, the, the school-to-prison pipeline that people just started talking about, what, two years ago? And I've been noticing that since I was six. So, like, all these different things, that all these different components that make the quote-unquote hood what it is, taxes, all of that, there are so many components that make the hood what it is and make and, and put it in different areas of different cities. Yeah. And Not that's right. what people don't understand. The misconception that what what y'all see is on, on the news is such a small snippet because they will literally come in, see something different, flip that script to make sure it, to make sure that you watch. Yeah. They can come and go to a positive event, flip that script completely, and and find the one negative thing about it. We're going talk to all these people. Ten of them are intelligent and pick the most ignorant motherfucker to be the one that they choose to put on camera because it makes you watch. Yeah. This is about, why. It's all about streams and views. It's all about streams and views, but I can I can attest to you. I can say for a fact that you don't need to do that to get streams and views because this station gets millions of listeners on our app by being real, by yeah. having real conversations, by putting real people in the limelight, by putting by by putting music that we appreciate, whether it be independent or mainstream, by showing love to artists. We have a thing on, uh, on my show called Next Legacy Honors, where we take two hours and take a mainstream artist that we absolutely, absolutely love and give them and show them love for two hours in the morning and two hours in the evening. Can't no other station do that because their things are too restrictive. Right? Mm. This is the thing. Like People don't understand. If you are a African Americans specifically, and it comes to the media, you have a job to do, and that is to change the narrative. If you're That's not changing the narrative, you're adding to it. And what are you doing for your children? Period. Ah, that's facts. That's facts, and that's dope that y'all do that, man. Shouts out to y'all for for what you do for artists and, and just just the culture in general. Because, like, the whole thing about it is, it's it's, it's um the name. Right, so I have a brand uh, called Start Small, Move Big. And okay. the engine, the engine behind that is like you know behind every major thing that moves is small pieces put together that helps. Ooh, that I like okay. You know what I mean? So, um, to 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 piggyback off of you know you know how I met Keisha, why I met Keisha, why we was working together. The world is ran by finances, and that's the 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 reasons why financial literacy is so important is so you can understand things of why. They want views over realness, you know what I'm saying? Or why the the school to prison, um, the, the school to prison system is is so prevalent because the prison system is one of the like the biggest finances that they make in the U.S. Like 
So the prison system is one of the biggest financial supports of the United States. Like literally, like they make almost 65 to 70 percent of the income of the US. So Ooh, they gotta keep hey, us. They gotta keep. Mm, so wait. So now here we go. So if the prison system makes 65 to 70% of the money that's in the country. And we have over-policing in, in areas that happen to be African-American, Latino, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we get charged for literally everything, I promise you. Like, it, it, like, I'm still trying to understand how the whole cannabis thing works because last time I checked, people were still locked up and some people were getting billions of dollars from it. So, like, I have questions here, but you, I think you just made it, you just made the reason why cannabis will never be legal in in, in the country. It's not because what? of the fact that they're making too much money putting people with nonviolent offenses in jail for a drug that they know can save people's lives in the if you use it properly. Right. So that's the part. That's so the cannabis is a double-edged sword, and I'm a part yes. of that too. And the first part of it is, is yes, they get a lot of criminal offenses off of cannabis alone, uh, which is one of the reasons why. But the major reason why, remember I said this country is dev completely devoted to financial security. They will not let yes. any dollar go by them. Cannabis grows into a plant called hemp. So cannabis alone has medical pro has medicinal properties that we need, so on and so forth, correct, which would take care of pharma, which is their other biggest industry Ooh, that they make money. Oh, we're preaching today. Go so, ahead. So they cancel pharma and you let cannabis grow into this plant called hemp, which hemp makes clothes, brick, food. So let's think about that for a second. If we was to if each United States American citizen was allowed to grow cannabis and grow hemp. We would not need the government no more. Why? Because we can reenact the barter system. We could also do away with great pharma countries because I mean, uh, companies. The the pharma companies would de would just delete because there would be no need for them. Like cannabis alone produces, I think it was like anywhere between eighty to ninety five percent of medicinal needs, whether it be the inhalation of the plant, the eating of the plant, the, the the oils that you rub on your skin for the plant. RSO has been known to cure cancer. So it's it's like so many endless needs that, that cannabis would just check off the list. And then when you get to substantially making this country better as, as far as infrastructure, you could use hemp for anything. Clothes, building buildings, streets, whatever. So you do that, you take away the use of the government and any money that they could possibly make off of us. That's why they won't. That's why they won't legalize cannabis. You learn something new with the Niners Radio every day. <laughs> <laughs> I tell the people like, you're never gonna get the same old, same old here because I never had the same old, same old. Got some very, you know, I I had no idea that it, that um you had this many extensive. Amazing things about you, but shout out to Keisha because that's the yeah, definitely a, a phenomenal connection, no question. Thank you, thank you, man. Yes, big sock, big shots off this Keisha, man. Because like these are these are the conversations we were that that connected us, that made us build. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like I'm an artist, but 
it's so many things to the shell, you know what I mean? And and people never know until you know. You know what I mean? And, and it's funny because like and that's why we got the dropping gems behind us because we're dropping gems like crazy, period. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Because the whole the whole thing about it is people think artists are supposed to shove and dribble. Hmm. And mm. the, you know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah. you know, uh that was I, I still can't believe it. that some of the to LeBron James. I was like, do you know who you're talking to? What's wrong with y'all? Like people get into different areas, whether it be sports, arts, whatever, right? Um, for a platform to be able to speak when something's wrong. That's the purpose of us having platforms. Like I could have just sat back and been like, yep. I'm just going to tune to my friend's show and say nothing. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, we can talk? Oh, okay. Let me go ahead and say my piece. Yeah, and this is why Clubhouse is so it was so important. Um, the web structure is now is a little tricky because it's like, yeah, it's different, right? When yeah, I haven't first been on there in there, a while, but I, I heard it's a little wonky now. It's a little different. It's a little different now. Shout out to Clubhouse because you still can be connects. However, we got, we got some questions. Um, because guys yeah, got the houses now, and it's hard to find people like you could afford. Um, but like the early clubhouse, everybody was on there. But then it goes back to the fact of what well, I, th- I think what ha- the one part that happened was that people forgot that they were on an app that wasn't private, yeah, and people were just saying everything. I'm like. What is your PR gonna say when they get when you get out of here? What are you doing right now? You are destroying your career. Hush up. No bull. No bull. Like in the blink of an eye, and I was like, you do know that there's an ability to, to record this, right? I know that you think you're not being recorded, but you are, and you messed up your whole career right now. You know, everything going viral or whatever, because people in the room was like, ooh, is that that? No, you know, yeah. but and this is the thing with social media. Social media is social. Everything pretty much is public. Yep. So be careful what you not to be careful what you post. Be careful what you like. Be careful what you repost, please, because the people whew, they were like, oh, I'm just reposting my friends. What did you repost? And are you gonna get in trouble for it later? <laughs> man, that's the crazy thing, man. The the age of internet. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely, definitely undefeated, man. Because people will literally go back 10 years and be like, you said this in 2014. It's like, what did you say in 2014? Why would you say that? See, I'm a little bit different because I'm very strategic on what I know exactly what I'm posting. But yeah. somebody's just trying to, and don't, and stop posting when y'all drunk, please, and thank you. Can we not? It Because you don't remember what you said or did. You know, and then it's like, you're trying to, Go back and backtrack and figure out how you got in trouble after. That. Yeah. You want to be sober. Like we'll talk. You want to be sober when you're posting, when you're doing live videos. Please and please, I, I would advise, unless you are at an event and you are getting paid to promote the drink, don't do <laughs> no, because you don't because it can mess up your audience. It can mess up the first impression of you. You know, when it comes to artists, y'all may think it's cool, but that gun in the photo will talk you out of so many opportunities by just a look. Man, people don't understand that. People do not understand that. Wants the wrong type of attention. 
it's the it's the wrong type of attention. It you know, and what's sad is people be like, "Well, I'm a good person." I I understand that, but your but the way your photo was set up, it says, "I can't promote this to my audience." So if you're looking for actual actual opportunities with like real people, they're not going to give it to you. I know that's facts. I mean, even with uh, like I said, I'm a cannabis enthusiast, so I had to um, I had to dial down certain parts of my marketing and um, and practice certain things better. You know what I mean? Like, even though I get my business done, you know, to me, it's not as taboo to everybody else's get what cannabis right. is. So. But I have to keep in mind that it is taboo to certain people. Like to certain exactly. people, it's, it's not it. You know what I mean? So I got to be more mindful as I'm trying to grow my 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 reach, so to speak, uh, with my brand and other things that I'm that I'm doing in life. So mm-hmm. it's 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 definitely you know you got to be mindful of what you do, man. Especially in the age of internet, everything can come back to get you. And definitely right. Look, gotta be careful what you do. Careful what you say. Um, but I think the but the biggest thing and the, and the best way to really get ahead as an artist or an entrepreneur is treat people with respect, respect people with time, and treat people with going to be treated. That's it. That's, that's the golden the golden rule is the golden rule for a reason. The golden treat people rule, the way yeah. that you want to be treated, and that will help you to be able to thrive in this business and in life. Every time, every time. So before we get out of here, I would be remiss if I didn't have you do some freestyle. Because you say you do freestyle and you do on Ray last. So, you know, it's that real quick. <laughs> but I'm going to give you this play before. Um, go ahead. You ready? Mm. Flowing is easy. I do it like the wind breezy. Can't nobody top me. I'm dancing like Chris Breezy. Moving on the way just to get mountains moving off Leafly. If they ain't get it, I'm blowing stuff off Leafly. If you want to exceed, then you got to go and succeed better. Everything I do was moving just to get more cheddar. If they ain't get it, my blues is set off by Mo. Better. I had Spike Lee looking at me. Documentaries want me to clip and I see. They want me to move like I was pushing a T. But I can't do that because I'm pushing off me. That star small move big to the data I decease. And that's why they call them two bars because, wow. <laughs> Yeah, that was awesome. I'm a little under the weather a little bit, but I couldn't get no excuses. You still got bars, though. (laughs) You still got bars, though. Very sure. Um, Yes, so my last question for you will be, when everything is said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? Oh, man. Um, I want my legacy to show that I was the best person that I could be. Great brother, great son, great father, great uncle. And that um, start small, move big will literally be known around the world for years to come. That's 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 the legacy I want to leave. Like, you know, I can't I can't have everybody's opinion be on the same fold, but. As long as my family knows that, you know, I was a good man to them and start small, move big is known around the world in a positive light. I'm cool. I'm good. I love it. Go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you, follow, and most importantly, book you. 
Yes, ma'am. You can follow me, my music page at C-B-A-R-Z Music, just like that. That's on Instagram. You can follow my text page where you can get the updates on upscale tax professionals and everything we're doing for y'all this year at Chris underscore upscale tax professionals. And yeah, I'm literally on everything. So you can YouTube me, um, look me up on Apple, Spotify, just type in C hyphen B-A-R-Z and I'll pop up everywhere. And I do want to plug one thing if I could. Is, of is that course, okay? absolutely. So speaking of Start Small, Move Big, this year we're doing a hoodie drive for the homeless and underwhelming uh, local community. So I do have a GoFundMe up. If anybody want to go show love, social support, click one of those links in my bios. Um, deny if you want to. I'll send you the link too. Absolutely, um, yes. We will definitely put that up, up on the website. No, no question. Thank you. So we starting in the DMV area and the goal is to every year expand outside of that. So I want to be able to take care of home this year. The next year, I want to come to somebody else's home. I want to take care of them and their city and their location. So let's keep it moving. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. I truly appreciate you. Man, thank you for having me. And I will be sharing this show because I, I love what your movement is about, man. I, man, Keisha, thank you for putting me on. But thank you for having me on. And I, I really had a good time today. Awesome, sauce. Take care, everyone. And express what makes you unique. Next Legacy Are you searching for the perfect gift? Or do you just need a unique statement piece for yourself? Well, either way, Denia Azure help you out. What you need is the S4S Jewelry Collection by Denia Designs for you. S4S stands for Strictly for a Stage. Stand out at your next photo or video shoot. Snag that magazine cover. Go from being a part-time extra to an actor or actress who stays booked. Or just be the talk of the town at every event. The Night is Entry Jewelry is handcrafted and Chicago-made for men, women, and children. To start your collection, simply go to www.deniaazure.com. That's www.deniaazure.com. That's www.deniaazure.com. Legacy.